I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. Hello, it is episode um, 11, and I am Graham, and I'm here with my friend, colleague, um, lover, and uh, mentor, Daniel. It's a long-distance relationship. Yes, and we will say assalamu alaikum to Adam, who is now a Muslim, who because he lives in Birmingham. By all accounts, I, I'm a very bad Muslim. Um, I haven't been following any of the rules. Um, but in my defence, nobody had told me that I'd converted when I came to university. Um, you'd think it would be in like the, the introductory literature. They'd hand you a pamphlet, and welcome to Birmingham, you are now a Muslim. Well, this is... Uh... On Fox News, they had a simpleton who... I think you mean terrorism expert, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I said simpleton. Uh, I meant terrorism expert. And he confirmed what we've all been thinking for years, that uh, Birmingham is completely Muslim and it's no-go for non-Muslims. Which, if somebody had told me that a long time ago, I could have stopped going to see Adam. Yeah, yeah. he would have given you a perfect excuse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently it's it's just wall-to-wall... Muslims, no, no white people there at all. No, uh, no other faiths, denominations, um, and we're just not allowed in. They, they have a wall around that keeps us out. Is um, it a wailing wall? <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. Um, oh, well, that's that would a bit be... low budget then. Exactly. Well, it's Birmingham. Mm, true. I wasn't going to say anything. Well, you should. It's Birmingham. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't have any particular investiture here. I, I'm quite happy if you just like Birmingham. Um, Fantastic. It's, it's it's fine, but you know, it, everywhere it's should be allowed to be slagged off. Well, yes, obviously. Um, but yeah, so he he said these things, and then he sort of apologised and said, "Oh, I obviously got it wrong. Um, Birmingham's a lovely place, even though I've never been there." And I was going to say, his, you clearly can tell that he's never been there because he said Birmingham's a lovely place. Yes. Um, but he also, what, what's kind of ridiculous about it is this idea that, yeah, he didn't realise. He, he genuinely believed it was true right up until the point that people pointed out that it was a load of bollocks. Um, and apparently some woman from France is now suing him because he said that bits of France were no-go areas as well. Um, well, I mean, that's fair enough, isn't it? It's France. Yeah. Mm. Well, most of France is a no-go area. Well, yeah. Particularly for a Fox News pundit. Have you, I mean, have like, you smelt France? Hmm. Smelt Paris. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It's not good. And the rudeness, particularly in Paris. Yeah, yeah but in my defence, I was drunk a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. So, uh, how are you finding um, not being allowed to go into Birmingham anymore then? What with living there? Well, to be fair, um, I generally try and avoid going to Birmingham at the best of times because it's full of people. Mm. <laughs> um, but now that I've got a good excuse... Um, which is that obviously uh, I would fear for my life should I enter the city limits. Um, I, I, I can do it much more easily. So uh, that's what has happened in the last fortnight then? That's pretty much mm-hmm. it. You've had to go honest. into exile in a windmill. Yeah. Um, it's not too bad. It's a bit noisy. You know windmills? Can anyone just go and buy a windmill and live in it? Not like a wind well, turbine, that'd be stupid. But like well, I mean, pro- yeah, like if it, if it is, you know, private property, it is owned by somebody, you could offer them money for it and then buy it, and then you could theoretically live in it. Because Jonathan Creek lives in a windmill. That seems like a very good argument for not living in a windmill. No, that seems like a very good argument for living in a windmill 
and never living anywhere else because Jonathan Creek does, and he's the greatest living uh, Englishman. Mm, not sold. Oh. But anyway, can they bring, you live in a church. I'm sure you can live in a windmill. It's a chapel. I don't know what the difference is. No. I think churches is more bigger. Oh, yeah, isn't a chapel a subset of a church? Could be. There's no graveyard. You can have a chapel that's not in a church. You get chapels in hospitals and... I don't live in a hospital. No, but you could do. That'd be weird. Mm. Anyway, um, so apart from that, I don't think anything has happened in the last two weeks. Well, you say that, um, but literally minutes, possibly several of them before we came on air, um, there was a big press conference in which Microsoft announced that they are now doing holograms. Yes. Good. So uh, it it was supposed to be about Windows 10 or some nonsense, but nobody really cared about that. But then they brought out a tiny holographic man and told everyone that now you too can have a tiny holographic man everywhere you go um, by putting on some silly glasses. Why do I want I have always wanted a tiny holographic man. Not quite so keen on the glasses. Uh, Called the HoloLens. Right. It looks like a... Sort of slightly more stylish and smaller version of the virtuality VR headsets that you used to get in the 90s. Um, cool. You know, that seems to be where they've taken their inspiration from. But it seems to be basically like you can now like touch the interface and it'll be like it's real physical thing and you can press the buttons and it'll all do stuff and it'll probably be just as shit as Connect was. So, Minority Report then? Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you two can have. Be completely knackered after five minutes of trying to work with a computer where you're going to hold your arms up like this, which doesn't work on a podcast. But and where can I buy this? Uh, you can't yet. Oh, but it will be coming with Windows 10. Ugh, I started watching the Windows 10 video and died of boredom. So I, I tried watching the Windows 10 video, but every like three seconds into the video, it would just start buffering and never recover. Yeah, I assumed that was my shitty internet, but um, no, it was it yeah, was shitty. They probably had BT Infinity at Microsoft as well. Yeah, mm. uh, it, it does. Seem... Also, they did announce an eighty-four inch tablet. Basically, what what did they actually announce? It's called the uh, Surface Hub, and right. it's basically an eighty-four inch touch-sensitive display for like so... I think it's designed for business collaboration rather than you just like wandering around the house with it. It sounds huh. kind of like one of those tablets that Moses brought one of the Ten Commandments down on. Not so much a portable happy thing as kind of a permanent installation. No, that was a Kindle Fire HD. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah this I'm, is, I'm this is apparently this is very much going to be for like video conferencing and like showing PowerPoint slides and drawing cocks on those PowerPoint slides while you're video conferencing. So just a big touchscreen. Yeah. Oh, and there was. Um, Last week or maybe the week before, there was a, a CES and they did. It was all virtual reality and that. Yes, yeah, that was the Samsung. What's it called? Oh, um, Morpheus. Um, obviously named after Lawrence Fishburne. Um, I think he was the lead designer. And I'm right in thinking that nobody actually wants this. Still, they tried it 20 years ago. Nobody wanted it then. And they're trying it again now. Uh, I don't know. Like the 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 Oculus Rift seems really good for certain things. Like it's not the kind of thing that's going to work for everything, but for certain things, it it seems to be amazing um, because Basically. they kind of 
got it down to the point where it no longer makes you feel violently ill after 10 minutes because they fix the latency on it. Um, so it, it, it's, I don't know, I mean, like it could just be another 3D, but mm. it could be good. Like I really want to try it and just see because everyone that I know who's tried it has said it's really, really good. But surely what it's good for is basically playing Elite Dangerous or Star Citizen and fuck all else. Um, well, obviously those are primary applications, but you've also got stuff... I mean, like, flight simulators are an obvious thing because, it, from what I've heard, it works really well if you are playing something where you are stationary. So, as yeah. in where your body is stationary. Because the yeah. biggest disconnect is that you can't see your legs. Like, legs. if you're walking, you can't... You're not moving, but you're moving in, in the game, which feels yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, but it also seems to work pretty well with a lot of other things as well. It's just one of those things where... You know, you wouldn't want to play a fighting game with it because there's no point. Because mm. you're going to do. But it looks like it could be really cool for some things. I do just want to try one out. I don't think I can. Like, they're about 300 quid for the development kit ones at the moment. Um, oh. I don't know how much the Samsung Morpheus thing is going to be. Um, I don't know how much the Rift's going to be when they release it. Um, but like 300 quid seems about reasonable for what it is. Um, which is, you know, functionally a mobile phone strapped to your face. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's basically, what, that it's basically what the Samsung Morpheus is. It's pretty much a Samsung Galaxy display that then is just basically taped to your eyeballs and gives you that virtual reality effect. And it's got motion tracking, so as you move your head, it can tell where you are. Well, Google have done literally that with their Project Cardboard, or whatever it's called, where yeah. you print out a thing, fold it up in the right in the right fashion, stick your phone in, and they go, ta-da, virtual reality! Yeah, it's basically the same principle. It's mm. just, obviously, it's, uh, you know, slightly cheaper. It reminds me of those um, red slide disc things <laughs> that you had when you were a kid. Um, Pictures of Magic Mountain at Disneyland and stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently it's a little more sophisticated than that. Well, why bother making it more sophisticated? They've peaked already. Um, and of course, as as is legally required, there are already people who have made sex games for the Rift. Well done, then. Because um, how could there not be? Imagine exactly. if they actually ever had sex with a real-life woman. It would blow their minds. <laughs> it, it would blow mine. Imagine it. Yeah. I don't think that's the first thing that would blow, to be honest. Way! That's an ejaculation joke. First of the it year. It was. Well, it's not the first of the year. We made No, the first of the year was, yeah. you know, Oh, yeah, Dan spaffed all over his keyboard, didn't he, you dirty bastard? Yep. Right, well, um, Dan, what have you happened, done to in weeks last to please arrange into a sentence? Um, I went back on my holidays, which was quite nice, so went to stay in a little cottage with a bunch of friends, and basically ate like it was going out of fashion and drunk some as well. So it was nice. You any... fired a gigantic gun. No, I did shoot something recently though. I can't remember why. Well, I've seen a picture of you on Facebook with a massive yes, gun. Yes, no, I did. I went clay pigeon shooting. That was fun. Yeah. It turns out I'm actually quite good at it as well. I know better than you what you did in the last two weeks. Yeah, that's really disturbing. You've been stalking him on Facebook. Yeah. Well, that's... I am very stalkable. Let's be honest, it's what Facebook is there for. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, um, went um, clay pigeon shooting for someone's birthday. Um, yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, what I find with the clay pigeon shooting is that the clay pigeons are really small and quite far away and moving. And if they got rid of all those things and just had them in front of you stationary, 
I would enjoy it a lot more. It started off like that, and it, it didn't make much of a difference. I was still sucked at it, but I guess I got the hang of it in the end. Hmm. Yeah. Well, well done to everyone involved. Uh, Indeed. So the only other thing that's happened in the last couple of weeks is the Oscar nominations came out, and I thought, well, we aren't the UK's leading film podcast if we don't talk about the yes. Oscar nominations. Well, yeah. Fair enough. It's only a matter of time. Uh, Absolutely. Just need to kill Mark Kermode, and I think there aren't any other film podcasts, are there? No, that's it. So uh, let's go through all of the nominations and say what we think of the films. I have not seen a lot of these. I, I think we should probably start by just commenting on the travesty that is the Lego movie not getting any nominations. I still haven't seen the Lego movie. I'm a terrible person, I know. but You are, yes. It's unrelated to the Lego movie thing, but... Well, obviously. It was more I think the, movie, but... the Lego movie is bigger than awards. Well, yeah. that's true. It'll kind of be limited by just being best picture or best actor or what have you. I think they don't need them. So anyway, uh, the best picture, which uh, is Oscar speak for film... Oh, not, not, not still image. No, it's yeah, it's an actual film. It's not just like best photo. Okay. Uh, American Sniper. Um, I don't know about, much about that other than it made a lot of people say racist things on Twitter. Well, that's always good. So uh, that gets my vote. And it's uh, Bradley T. Cooper um, doing shooting. Is that different to Bradley Normal Cooper? I have literally no idea why I said T in the middle of his name. <laughs> It caught me by surprise a bit. I wasn't expecting that. But yeah, Bradley T. Cooper, uh, American Sniper. Perhaps he puts the T in there when he's, you know, going for Oscar bait and just the normal Bradley Cooper when he's doing a rom-com or something. What is his middle name? I don't know. Mm-hmm. With... Todd. It looks like a Todd to me. Well, I, I made up the T. It's not even a thing. Well, in that case, he probably doesn't have a middle name and you're just lying to us. What? But I don't understand why I said it. Nor do we. Well... The first page of Google doesn't tell us, so Bradley T. Cooper uh, shooting people from far away. Um, yeah, apparently the guy in the in real life was much more of an arsehole than the guy in the film. But oh, is it, a, is it a real-life film? Yeah. All right. And what's it about? You'll never guess. It's about a sniper, right? Yeah. Who's American. All right. And then he shoots some people in a snipey way, and then he feels all feely about it and goes home. And has feelings as his family. Oh, that's a, that's Oscar bait, isn't it? Yeah, apparently it's Charles. Why is he putting a T in there? Fucking hell, Bradley Cooper, we... idiot! Right, uh, the next one is Birdman. I've seen lots of uh, trailers for this, and it looks awesome. Well, I have actually seen this film with my eyes. <gasps> wow! And it stars uh, Michael T. Keaton. Yes. As uh, an actor who is doing theatre, who and he used to be Batman, basically. And it's quite good, and it's really filmed in a very clever way. Um, it looks like it's all one take, and like, the camera's always moving around. But obviously it's not one take, because it's the whole film, and it's at different times and stuff. So they've done some magic with computers, I expect. Mm. Um that sort of got in the way, and the film was fine, but all the way through it just kept going, look at our magic camera. If I had a magic camera, I'd want people to look at it as well. That's fair enough. Mm. Uh, 
Next is Boyhood. I don't know. Oh, this they filmed a child or something, and then he grew up, luckily, to be an actor, and so mm. they filmed him for 12 years, and then they just made a film, and it took him 12 years or something. Yeah, they kept, yeah. They, they, they kept starting the film, and then they got bored, and then they come back a couple of years later, and they <laughs> carry on filming it, and they got bored again, and they just did that for about 10 years. I suppose off-camera, the director was just, every time they pitch up every couple of years, fuck me, have you not done something interesting in the past two years? You little arsehole, do something! Hmm. Yeah, and, and apparently now it's up for an Oscar because taking 10 years to make a film is Oscar-worthy. I wish I'd oh. known. Then the Grand Budapest Hotel, which, again, I have seen, and I, I liked it too. a lot. It was good. I, did too. I, I have not seen it. It's worth seeing. I'm not really bothered about Wes Anderson films, but this one was quite good, and mm. Ray Fiennes was brilliant in it. Yep. Uh and that also has some clever camera things going on in that they keep changing the aspect ratio depending on which era they are in. So it seems to be quite a lot of technical fuckery uh, in the Oscars this year. Then The Imitation Game, which is about Alan T. Turing um, yeah. and how he got um, made in prison for being gay. Uh, Selma... I don't know. I haven't even heard of it. That's about the uh, civil rights movement in the US. Oh, um, oh okay. Right. Well, set set in Selma, Alabama. I think it's Alabama. I think I it see. is. Um, and when they started doing the marches and the protests and the "Can we please be treated like human beings?" kind of thing. Well, that sounds jolly nice. Uh, the mm. theory of everything, which is Stephen Hawking's. Um, getting poorly um, and having a girlfriend. Biopic. Not much about science. And then Whiplash, I've never heard of. No, it is quite sad that the man with um, muscular dystrophy or whatever he has gets more sex than I do. But um, anyway, that's just me moaning. Maybe you need to learn more physics. You know, yeah, that's you, not what anyone had... else says when I think of ways to pick up girls. Yeah, chicks dig physics. Apparently, Whiplash is a promising young drummer enrolls at a cutthroat music conservatory where his dreams of greatness are mentored by an instructor who will stop at nothing to realise a student's potential. Oh, that sounds fucking boring. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, the, subtext, yeah. I, the subtext that I read into that is that the instructor goes on some kind of killing spree of the other students in order oh, to that... ensure that his protege is the most successful. Because well, that sounds if incredible. It's, it's, a cut, it's a cutthroat music conservatory and the instructor will stop at nothing. The only logical yeah. conclusion to draw from that description is a killing spree. Hmm. By cutting people's throats, okay. yes. So my vote for the winner is going to be a wild card entry, and it's The Equalizer, which stars Denzel Washington just killing a fuckload of Russians. It's wicked. Yeah, sounds excellent. Awesome. Yeah, so just fuck all the others off and see that. Do you have opinions on what will win the best film picture? What it'll be? It'll be either Selma or the Stephen Hawking one. Yeah, I'm going to go with um, Selma because of uh, human rights and that, isn't it? Well, I mean, America—they well, do like to pretend they're not racist by occasionally giving like things out to people who aren't white and mm -hmm. going, "Look, racism's over now." Right. So write that down on your um, William Hill slip, and uh, I think it is. Fair. If everyone just puts all of their money on all of these, then I think they're guaranteed to win a million pounds. I think we only mm. ask for five percent out of that. 
Right, so the best actor, which is um, Oscar talk for man doing acting, uh, yeah. the options are Steve Carell in Foxcatcher, um, in which he plays a man who um, makes some wrestlers come and live with him, I think. Um, but it's like him doing proper acting, and he has... Like, it does what, seem uh, all a bit homoerotic. It's, it sounds wonderful. Um and then Bradley T. Cooper for American Sniper, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Imitation Game, Michael Keaton for Batman, and Eddie Redmayne for The Theory of Everything. And I think the winner will be, um, I don't know, Steve Carell, because he is a comedian, and they like it when people do proper acting when they haven't done before. I think at least Steve Carell because of the homosexual agenda. But that's just me. Hmm. But you are the homosexual agenda. I very much am, and that's why I think he's going to win. You're a bit of a, um, a gay icon, I think, Dan. I should certainly hope so. I think you'd do very well as a gay man. Yeah, yeah. It's the whole sleeping with men thing it doesn't really appeal. Well, you give it a try. You know what? I'm all right. Oh, okay. Uh, then the best actress, mm. which is Oscar talk for lady actor. Uh, is Marion yes. Cotillard for Two Days, One Night, which is presumably a French thing, uh, Felicity Jones in The Theory of Everything, Julianne Moore in Still Alice, Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl, and Reese Witherspoon. Isn't Reese Witherspoon dead? Well, she looks uh, you know, half dead in that photo. It's impressive she's asking on the nation despite her. Well, who's dead then? I'm sure she died like two it's years a, ago. That's, that's quite a wide, wide category of people. She definitely died. Uh, apparently, Maybe Two Days, it's... One Night is about Sandra, a young Belgian mother, who discovers that her workmates have opted for a significant pay bonus in exchange for her dismissal. She has only one weekend to convince her colleagues to give up the bonuses so that she can keep her job. This sounds like a reality TV show. It sounds like a fucking yeah. madcap comedy. It sounds brilliant. But that, mm, I, I okay. can genuinely see that being like a Channel 5 reality TV show, where it's like, you know, you they go into a random well, workplace... And they just talk to everyone and go, right, we'll give you a pay rise if you agree to fight so this person can get fired. And then that person has a weekend to convince them that they shouldn't be fired because they're such lovely people. Hmm. And then there's like lots of fights and they occasionally get people into a room where they sit in front of the camera and ask them to slag off everyone else. Okay, this format is copyright the two-star podcast for anyone listening, yeah? That was our lawyer. Yeah, um, team lawyer. There was, uh, there was a pilot program that was on BBC Two years and years ago called um, The Sack Race, where uh, contestants had they like got a job just working for any, any old company, and they had to try and get themselves fired on their first day, and whoever got themselves fired <laughs> quickest. And it never got made into a series, but it was fucking amazing. There was, um, this guy went into work for Firebox, and he was just like on help desk or something. And he just kept going in with like ideas for new products and stuff like that. And <laughs> instead of doing his job, he just kept going and saying, right, it's a roller skate, but it can go on ice as well because two of the wheels are ice skate blades. They were just saying, Look, just go and respond to emails. Just leave us alone. It was amazing. So that's basically, um, what was that film? Two Days, One Night. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think the winner is uh, it's not Reese Witherspoon who is dead, it's Brittany Murphy. Okay, excellent. Uh, so for that reason, she gets my vote for not being dead. Excellent. excellent. Uh, cinematography 
Emmanuel Lubetsky for Birdman, Dick Pope for Mr. Turner, someone else for, I don't know, some people for some other stuff. Um, I'm giving it to Dick Pope because he's got to go to them. Dick Pope. Yeah, I, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, for Mr. Turner, which is about um, the artist Turner. Yeah, whatever. Fair Dick Pope. Yeah, costume design. Now, what was your favourite costume design of the last year? Was it um, Elena Cananero for Grand Budapest Hotel, Mark Bridges for Inherent Vice, Colleen Atwood for Into the Woods, Anna B. Shepard for Maleficent, or Jacqueline Duran for Mr. Turner? Grand Budapest, the costumes in that were awesome. Well, I've been I following... I have seen any of those films, so I haven't got a clue. Uh, well, I think Mark Bridges... I, I've liked his work for a number of years, Um that costume that he did on that other film was really good. So I think Inherent Vice uh, costume is bound to be excellent. I've never even heard of the film, but it's, it's bound to be good, isn't it? So uh, Mark Bridges, I think. And also he sounds like a plumber. He does. He does. Mm. Um, then there's some foreign films, uh, some makeup, some music, some writing, and some other stuff. No, things are important. I thought we could go through all the nominations, but... There's 907 categories, which I didn't realise. What? Well, maybe like, I don't know, 20. Yeah. To be fair, it doesn't include all like the... There are way more than that. It's just like the headline ones. You get all the kind of, you know, incredibly boring ones that they don't televise. Best best T-boy. Well, so that's the Oscars, and they happen on, uh, I don't know, like February or something. No, no one really cares. And nothing for... Uh, Michael Bay again overlooked. When will shocking? When shocking. will the Academy wake up and uh, see what this man is doing and stop him? <laughs> Somebody needs to. Well, uh, that's the Oscars. So um, I hope you enjoyed that film, fans. And thanks for. I don't know why I'm thanking people at the end of that. Right. Um, I like. Doing to... You're doing your Oscars acceptance speech. Yeah, I'd like to thank Adam for being with me from the beginning, and Dan for coming in halfway through and saying some other things. So now it's time for Dan's appraisal. So Dan, Excellent. you've been with us for three episodes now, and yes. uh, before you become a permanent member of staff and have your name put on the website, which I did this morning, but I can t- I can undo it. Uh, <clears throat> We need to discuss your performance. So you came in like a whirlwind and rocked our worlds and made us dare to dream that we could be more than humans and uh, we could like get people listening and that. And uh, mm. I think it's fair to say you've somewhat fizzled out, but it, you know you're still trying. Nothing uh, lasts forever. Yeah. What are your goals for the next uh, twelve months? Well, obviously, I think. Everyone dreams about being an international sex symbol. And um, I think, obviously, I, I don't want to set my goals too high and make unrealistic challenges. So um, I think international sex symbol is, is quite reasonable, given that I could be shooting for galactic sex symbol or something like that. So, yeah, let's go for that. Could we modify that goal to international gay icon? Well, international gay icon is a kind of international sex symbol, isn't it? So I'd say if I did that, I'd have, I'd have completed the objective. What would you say are your highlights of the last three episodes? Well, given I was at least slightly inebriated for the first one, but I think it was my funniest, I would have to say being drunk. And obviously, it's not many appraisals you can go into and sort of quote your drunkenness as a, as a positive, so I'm, I'd like to take that opportunity. Well, I've done just that at every appraisal I've ever had. <laughs> Which explains your career path. Yeah. <laughs> you probably never had an appraisal, have you, Adam? I've had one. Yeah? Um, 
which was only because they made me do it. Um, it was very much a, well, we're doing everybody else, and so we feel that we probably should do you, otherwise it's not fair. Um, so I just sat, went into the appraisal, we sat and chatted for about half an hour, and then I left, um, and they wrote it up as I was great. And then you got sacked. Was your like plan for the future, well, I'm going to fuck off and get a different contract somewhere else then? Or Pretty much, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stay okay. here as long as I can, as long as I stay here for as long as I can stand you, and then I'm going to move on to something better. Um <laughs> Which turned out to be about three months. I'd like to talk to you about salad carts slash bars. Because depending on the establishment determines whether it is a salad cart or, as I previously stated, a bar. Okay. Okay. Which establishments have which? Because obviously your, your harvesters have your salad carts. I'm glad you asked me that, Daniel. As you Excellent. correctly surmised, harvesters have salad carts which used to take the form of a cart, like, off of a farm. Mm. and But now it's just like a bar, like anywhere else. And uh, many places have salad bars, not least of all Pizza Hut. Oh, yes. So, just before Christmas, I was working in Brighton for a few days. And that week, I had three trips to salad carts slash bars, and it was Fucking glorious. I assume that in order to qualify as a salad cart slash bar, it requires bacon bits. It certainly does. And Thousand Island dressing uh, and tomatoes, little ones. Mm, those are nice. And I like Thousand Island dressing, but it kind of... Whenever someone says it, I think they're thinking of hundreds and thousands and therefore something sweet. And I get oh, disappointed that it's salad. That'd be amazing. Mm, yeah. Instead of bacon bits and onion scabs, whatever they're called... It could you have onion? You could have hundreds and thousands and um, little marshmallows, and instead of salad, you could have ice cream. It'd be pretty cool. I think I'm I sure know. somewhere does that. In fact, I well, yeah, Pizza Hut has oh, right, fine, ice fine. cream factory for children, and if you ask for that as a grown-up sitting on your own, <laughs> you get some weird looks. So I don't do that anymore. But what I like most about the salad cart experience is the second visit onwards when you don't feel you have to have any of the gilt vegetables and you can just go and have shitloads of pasta and potato you don't, yep. have to, you don't have to fuck around with any of the green stuff that's what i like and then you've eaten too much and when your main course comes you're full so that's my observations on salad carts slash bars excellent um i i i i all right I was just wondering if anybody right. remembers the ECDL. I'd done an ECDL, and I needed something I learnt from it a couple of weeks ago, but I'd forgotten. You're a liar. Computer driving license thing. The the European computer driving license. Mm, that was weird. So I, I always assumed that it was some kind of elaborate practical joke. Um, I'm but pretty it sure out it was. It's, but... it's, it's a real thing. Yeah, that, no, still, that still exists. Have you been operating a computer without a driving license? No, no, I did the ECDL at school. Oh, right. I just, I, just, I, just, I just assumed that it was just some practical joke by the school and not a, a genuine thing. But yeah, it's, it still exists and you can go and do it. I've got three points on my uh, computer driving license. <laughs> what did you get Because I, uh, I was computing too fast. <laughs> you should know better. you be very careful when you do these things. They've got people watching everywhere. I was speeding down the information superhighway. Yeah, well, you know, these, they, they put speed traps up all over the place. 
Do you remember mm. the internet like in the nineties and how it was really awful and now Very it's clearly. a thing that nobody can live without? Um and I, yet I still awful. I was strongly reminded of it when I recently had to go through SC clearance and went to the MOD website and discovered that it basically looked like a GeoCities page circa 1994. Nice. Um, The only thing it didn't have was an animated background, um, but it did have a purple gradiented background and everything was in Times New Roman um, and it was just generally shocking. Did it have a MIDI file of the Hawaii Five O soundtrack playing? Sadly, it didn't. I was expecting to see some under-construction animated GIFs, but they didn't have any. And a flaming skull. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, there will be an entire section of, of population that just never had to put up with GeoCities or mm. Tripod or Angel Fire or any of the free hosting providers from the era when if you wanted to put something on the internet, you had to fucking do it yourself and not just go onto Facebook or Tumblr and spaff your brain onto it. Mm. Um and actually, I, I, on a slightly more note, I had a very disturbing thought yesterday, which is that at this point, there is now an entire generation of people who simply do not know the words to the opening theme of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, no, I can't do it. I'd be awful. Yeah. I think that's how we should close this week's episode of the podcast. We should learn the younger generation who are avid listeners. We should teach Obviously. them all about, um, about the a cautionary tale. Let me find a karaoke version of the musics. Oh dear. See, I know the first verse, I don't know any of the rest of it. The what fuck is wrong with you? You, you have literally just failed your appraisal. How? Oh. How? How is that even possible for you to have grown up during the 90s and not know it? I don't, I know, as I say, I know the bit that's on the TV show. I don't know the whole song. There's like shitloads of it. Oh, you don't well, know the no. mystery middle verse? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, nobody knows that because they only aired it during the first season. And yeah, exactly. And I don't know it. Even Will Smith doesn't know it. All the rest yeah. of it, like that's that's the important bit. Is the words to the opening theme. This isn't hard. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. Right. Can you hear it through Skype? No. No. Oh. Well, I'll stop that then. We won't bother. <laughs> no. Okay, that's good. Um, I'm not very good at rapping. Does anyone have anything else? I do have one other thing, which is is very much an an agony aunt sort of question here. Um, I I have a a colleague at work. um, Okay, yes, a colleague at work. Yes, who um, will not stop talking. Oh, right, so it is actually a colleague at work. Yes, it is genuinely a colleague at work and not actually me. Um, And everybody in the office generally uh, tries to avoid having conversations with them because they will not stop talking once they've started to the point that on two occasions already, I have literally had to walk, get up and walk out of the room while they are talking just to escape. Um, what is the, the like polite way to tell somebody to shut the fuck up? I have no interest in anything that you're saying. Please stop. I have things that I need to be doing. We need to break this problem down into its uh, component parts. The first of which is, are they very boring when they're talking, or is it just yes. that they yeah, don't well, stop? It, well, yeah, they, they're boring because they decide to explain everything in obscene detail when it's not necessary. Is his name Barry? No. I used to work with a guy called Barry. He was a c- No. But mm. this could go on for a very long time. <laughs> is it James? 
No, and, and it doesn't really help me resolve my issue. Oh, okay. So Good point. you could kind of just, you know, have a talking competition with them. So just aggressively talk at them. No, I would lose. Sorry? I'd lose. I would lose. Well, you know, get one of your friends or colleagues at work in on this and kind of tag in and out. It, it doesn't work. Like, it's got to the point where I like I think people have seriously considered starting distributing those panic buttons that they give to old people they put around <laughs> their neck. That you can just, if you're stuck in a conversation with them, you can just, like, press the button and somebody will come and help you. Have you tried shrieking? I haven't tried that one yet. Have you tried uh, telling him you've got an erection? Um, no, I'm not sure how that would go down. You say boring twats turn me on. I could. Um, again, I'm trying to do this in a polite fashion. Um, okay. It's uh, just that's, well, that's the difficult bit. Yeah, this, this is the challenge. If it was just telling somebody to fuck off, that's not particularly difficult and doesn't require any advice. Could you stab him? Not particularly you... polite. Why? Oh, okay. What if you did it from behind? He didn't know it was you. Have you considered sitting down, sitting him down in the middle of the office and just saying, sorry, dude, you're a tremendously boring person and I never want to hear you speak again? Because um, if you say it in a calm and respectful voice, that's, that's not rude, apparently. That's, that's uh, apparently true. Um, I, again... Uh, it might get me fired, but it's probably oh. worth a go. Um, I, I know, I know, I'd have the full support of the rest of the office. What about punching him up the dick? Um, yeah, probably worth a go. Might briefly stop him. Um, although one person did tell a story of how he apparently, at some point, was out on a uh, like office night out. Um, was boring somebody heart to tears, uh, then started insulting their girlfriend, so they hit them, um, and then after they recovered, they just carried on talking, as if nothing had happened. So it may oh. not be, violence may not be a solution. Okay. Oh. Have you considered that maybe he's just a very lonely person, and that instead of trying to silence him, you should um, embrace, not not physically embrace him, but, um, I mean, you could try that. I was going to say, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, but but maybe you should just listen to what he has to say, and uh, and value him as a human being. Uh, no, because everything that he has to say is basically to tell everyone else how they're wrong and he's right, um, and it starts to grate very quickly. Are you sure it's not you? I'm very sure it's not me. Like oh, okay. this is the thing. Like it, it's it, it's kind of it's in that much more. This should give you an idea of just how serious this issue is. That even you are bored by this fucker. Precisely. Mm. I, I can't out-talk him. It just doesn't work. And I've never been in that situation before. Do you have, um, or can you get hold of a pair of those awful gaudy earphones that, like, are about, you know, five feet diameter and sit on your ears and just very Beats extensively by... listen to music the moment he comes near you? You mean Beats by Dre? Yes. Um, I, I don't want to spend two hundred pounds on shit headphones just to stop somebody talking to me. It costs two hundred pounds. They've been bought by Apple now, so it's probably three hundred. Well, you could um, try. You just have to leave, and get another job. Yeah, I yeah, I can well, do that. I think that's uh, the only solution. Okay, well, it's a difficult decision, um, but I think I will have to, um, so that I don't go insane. Uh, I, I thank you for your advice. It has been extremely helpful. Well, I can imagine it would have been. Dan, do you have any problems you would like solved? Uh, mm. Mm. I'll tell us a no, then. 
Well, apart from the fact that I spaffed over my keyboard and I can't get the stains out, not really. Oh. Would you like us to help you solve your problem of indecisiveness? Hmm. Well, I'm not really sure. It sounds sort of okay, I guess, maybe. Come back to me next time. Okay. I bought a Bender Blaster. A what? A what? A Bender Blaster. Do I want to know? Well, it's a, it's a Bender Blaster, isn't it? It's, it's a blaster. Can I, can I, say, can I, I was going to say, can I safely Google this? <laughs> I don't think you'll find it. It costs one pound fifty in the works, so I don't think it's a. You might find it on AliExpress or something. It is a uh, weapon that fires little foam um, ballistics, uh, but you can bend the uh, barrel around so you can shoot around corners, which makes it better than normal guns because they can't. Holy fuck! There's a video of it on YouTube, and it's not even mine. Okay. So it means that I can shoot people round corners. Easy to load, easy to shoot. The Zing Air Bender Blaster. Yeah. Have fun with some spongy darts. But don't be like the gun itself and get bent out of shape. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell! The kid in this video, he's got um, suction cups on the end of his bullets. Mine hasn't got suction cups. Yeah, the, the one I found, the one I just sent you an image of, that's got suction cups as well. Oh, that's why mine was only one pound fifty. And it's better colours than mine. Mine's just got a silver, but mine's got a camouflage um, army camo handle. Yeah, to be fair, this one is eight pounds. Eight pounds? <laughs> really? Yeah. I think you could buy like fifty of your one, and then you know beat the kid with the, the eight quid one's death, and um, take his thing. I should have bought fifty of them and just sold them for a profit. I didn't know they went for a, mm. eight, eight pounds. Bloody hell! Leeds, um, the works are sitting on a gold mine there. Mm. So uh, that's what I did. This that's the highlight of my year so far. Fantastic! It's pretty cool. Does anyone have anything else they would like to discuss before we all go and sob? Can't no, I think. No, nope, fair enough. Well, uh, this is the second fortnight, the episode of 2015. So we're doing well, and we'll be back in two weeks Excellent. for more. Ish. High quality bants and uh, other such. Um, well, that's everything. Um, this has not been our finest episode. Maybe we'll be better next time. Oh, I forgot to buy beef bacon as well. Sorry, I'll try some for next time. Bye. 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 Oh, and you, and you can probably sue us if uh, they don't come up, but they they will. So you know, <laughs> Jesus. Nice. That's because I'm drinking Mango Lucasade. Mango what? Yeah. Mango Lucasade.